Hello, and welcome to episode two of the Yarniacs podcast. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we're looking forward to spending a little time with you. So our first segment today is What Am I Wearing? And did you want to start, Charlene? Sure. In my show notes, the section was blank until this morning because I didn't know what I was going to wear, obviously. <laughs> but it's a little chilly today. It actually rained. We had our first storm of the winter this week, this past weekend, and it's it's sunny today, but a little chilly. So I am wearing a pair of Jay Walker socks that I knit, oh, probably a couple years ago now, in Shibui Knits Sock Yarn. And they've held up pretty well. I'm and they're super cute. <laughs> they're super cute. They're super warm. And this is one pattern that I believe I've knit a couple times. I knit a pair also for my mom and gave them to her. I'm also wearing an ancient black pullover in Cascade 220 that I knit years and years and years ago. I don't even remember what pattern it is. The only thing I remember about it is that there was something about the neckline I didn't like, and I made up the neckline. So <laughs> I don't even think it, I have a picture or an entry for this sweater on Ravelry. But it's, it's really cute. It's a deep V-neck. Um, it's a, long sleeve, yeah. raglan shaping, I'm guessing. It's oh, no, not. set in sleeves. It's set in sleeves. Very but, cute, though. I had yeah. to default to raglan because Charlene and I both tend to prefer <laughs> raglan construction. So I am wearing two hand knits also. I'm wearing my fourth Ishbel shawl, which is knit in Madeline Tosh Pashmina in the colorway Molly Ringwald. As in Love the actress. <laughs> it's very pink Pretty and pink. very, very cute. And I have a story behind this particular skein of yarn. It was from a trade on Ravelry. I actually had knit a hat that I didn't care for on my head at all. <laughs> and so I posted about it in the Madeline Tosh Lovers Group on Ravelry. And another person said, I love that hat. And we texted back and forth for a while. And I said, if you like this hat, I will send it to you because I don't want to rip it out. So I sent the hat to Daly, is her um, Ravelry username. And she surprised me by sending me the skein of Pashmina Madeline Tosh yarn, which is one of oh, the nice. softest yarns you've ever felt. It's just gorgeous. I love Pashmina. So thank you again, Sue. I love, love, love my Ishbel. It's, um, I knit the Chalette version of it, so it's just perfect to wrap around my neck. And I'm also wearing a shawl called the Pink Posies Faux Faroese Shawl, and that pattern is by Karen Walker. She goes by Heirloom Lace on Ravelry, and this shawl is knit from the Kauni Color Effect yarn, and I'm actually wearing it as a wraparound skirt. Um, I really love this one. It's a pink and purple slow color change yarn, so it turns into a nice stripe, and because the the shawl is, um, you know, it grows triangularly, it's kind of a diagonal stripe, and it's very, very pretty and nice and toasty warm. So that's what I'm wearing today. Okay, what are you stocking? <laughs> the question is, what am I not stocking? I think would be an easier answer. The top two, if I have to narrow it down to two, I am currently stocking for poncho patterns. I know half of you are probably rolling your eyes. Oh my gosh, she's going to knit a poncho. But I was looking at pictures recently, and there was a picture of my daughter a few years ago, and she was wearing a poncho we got for her that was 
drapey and it had arm slits where she could put her arms through to the front and it had a hood and it was so adorable and I thought to myself oh I want one of those <laughs> so I am stalking trying to find a pattern similar to or something that I can modify to look more like what my daughter was wearing and it looked cozy and you guys were in a a lovely location. <laughs> yes, that's probably one of the reasons I remember it with such fondness. But um, it just was perfect in terms of you could wear it over anything and still stick your arms through and have arm access. Cozy. Yeah, Cozy. And, and warm and just multi-purpose kind of yeah. piece of, of um, knitwear. So that's the top thing I'm stocking at the moment. And I'm also stocking the Dorflinger Tee, and that's by Mandy Moore. And that's in the latest, oh no, it's not the latest Interweave. It's an Interweave Knits magazine. I forgot to write down the issue. year issue. Thank you very much. And I'm going to be knitting that in Bulky Cascade 128, which Charlene and I will be talking about in a moment when we get to what am I actually knitting. That is a very pretty lacework top. It's simply a short sleeve top, which I could wear over basically any of the t-shirts that I have for layering in my closet, which would look really cute. And I have a bright purple very vivid, nice color to use. So I'm stocking that one as well. Getting ready to cast on soon. And you, what are you stocking? Oh, for me, I am stocking owls this week. It's all about the owls. I have knit an owl hat. I have knit an owl cup cozy. And also, this will be part of what are you knitting. I'm also stocking the owls sweater, which is a sweater by Kate Davies. And apparently I'm all about the owls this week. I'm looking at projects that people have made, what yarns they've used, and the owls are, the owls have grabbed me this week. I don't and know. And you like owls in general. I, I too, do right? like yes. owls, yes. The second thing I'm stocking is just Madeline Tosh yarn in general. Well, the vintage in particular. I have seven skeins of Night Bloom, which is a lovely pinkish, purplish, heathered color. Is that how you it's describe really it? It's really pretty, yeah. There's even <laughs> Very, some gray in it, I would yeah, say. Yeah, right? a little bit of gray. Gorgeous, gorgeous color. And I am looking for the perfect project for it. So far, the perfect project is a short-sleeved cowl-necked sweater by Melissa Labar called Lawrence. It's a newish pattern. There are only, I think, about 30 projects or so on Ravelry, and I also noticed that the author, pattern author, had released an update to the pattern already, so the first revision had an error. So I am just kind of watching how people are knitting that up, and we'll probably start that pretty soon, because it's something that I could be wearing right now. And I'm looking forward to you knitting it because I really like that pattern too. And I can learn from you knitting it before I try to knit it. It's perfect. It's just a, a really perfect, like for our weather here in Santa Cruz. Yeah. What we think of yeah. as cold, most people listening right now probably would chuckle like, ha ha, you think that's cold. I think this morning well, it was 45 degrees when I left my cold. house See, at I 830. Don't, I don't feel we have to apologize for our cold. It's it's all relative. If you're cold, you're cold. That's true. You know? But it's a, it would be a perfect tunic I tend to like tunic length things to wear with leggings. It would be the perfect tunic length cowl neck. Is it a cowl or turtleneck? Well, it's it's a big drapey cowl. neck. So okay. I tend to think of it as a cowl as a cowl as opposed to a turtleneck, which I tend to think of as closer Close to the neck. Is the pattern written in long sleeves or short sleeves? 
I believe it's short sleeve. Okay. I'm sure there will be long sleeve variations. Versions, At right. least the pattern picture is short sleeve. That's what I, I thought. I haven't purchased the pattern yet, so I don't know if there are instructions for long sleeves and short sleeves. I'm sure that every variation will, be will appear yeah. shortly. That's <laughs> one of the things you have to love about pattern stocking. You get yes, to see absolutely. modifications you might never have considered for absolutely. yourself. So again, I'm looking forward to you knitting that. So my fingers are crossed. Okay, what are we knitting? As I mentioned earlier, I'm all about the owls this week. I previously knit an owl hat. Then I had to knit a little owl cup cozy for my coffee cup that I carry around with me. And I am currently working on the owl sweater by Kate Davies. And sometimes knitting is determined by a pattern you can't put down. Sometimes it's determined by a yarn. And in this case, the, though the owl sweater has been on my radar for a long time and I've had the pattern, I just hadn't stumbled across the yarn that made me sit down and start. So this week I stumbled upon a yarn that was on sale and it was too good of a yarn to pass up. It was your basic Cascade 128 and at the knitting store where I work part-time it was on sale for four dollars a skein which can't pass that up, right? Yes, you heard that right. Four dollars <laughs> a skein. And um, so in this case the project that I became obsessed with was determined by a yarn I couldn't pass up. So I came home with my skeins of yarn, started the sweater that evening, and I have knit through the body, and I just have the sleeves to go. I'm going to make a short sleeve variation, and I also knit mine top down. So a little bit about this pattern. Um, I believe that it used to be a free pattern on Ravelry, and now it appears to be a for-purchase for pattern. And I'm not sure when the change happened or why. Um, I don't know any of the history behind it. I just know that I did have the pattern in my Ravelry library. library. Thank you. So... Let's put this, the speed aspect of that into perspective. Charlene mentioned she brought the skeins home that evening. That would have been Friday evening. Today <laughs> is Tuesday morning. So in the matter of, what, one, two, three full days and an evening, she has knit a complete sweater except for the sleeves, which will be short sleeves. Chunky so, yarn. Yes. Very, very chunky yarn. And I don't usually knit in this gauge. So it's shocking even to me because I'm not used to having any hand knit come together that quickly. It's kind of nice. And it's adorable. The sweater, I was hesitant to want to cast on for the sweater because of the bulky yarn not being as flattering on my personal body as I might like it to be. But having just seen Charlene model hers, I'm definitely going to knit this sweater. <laughs> it is adorable. It's really cute. And I really have wanted to do a knit where it's a yoke um, increase as opposed yes. to raglan. Yes. So the yoke shaping on this sweater, which is where, of course, the owls live, is just adorable. Yeah. And it really was simple to do. I just, it was really winging it for me. I came home, I had the yarn, had the yarn all wound up, pulled out the pattern, realized that it was bottom-up construction. And there's nothing wrong with the bottom-up construction, but I wasn't sure how 
long I wanted the sweater to be based on how much yarn I had. I knew that if I had enough yarn, I wanted to make the body of the sweater a tunic length, and I also knew that I was going to be making short sleeves instead of long sleeves, so I thought that would probably be a pretty close trade-off, but you never know for sure. So I basically cast on the number of stitches needed for my size and kind of winged it. Um. And that's the part I'm nervous about because <laughs> if she just winged it, quote unquote, that means I'm going to be in trouble because I don't have as much <laughs> knitting experience and skill as I, Charlene. So, you know, I don't think so. Well, it, isn't it, it the, because it's a yoke, wouldn't it kind of just be the instructions in reverse? Yes. Okay. And that's really what I did. I glanced at the instructions, kind of followed them in reverse, but once I got to the owls, which you get to very quickly when you're knitting top down, I knew that I would just be trying it on as I went. And I put all of my increases on the sides rather than um, dividing them between the side and the back as the pattern is written. And I just tried it on as I went, increased, decreased where I needed it, which I think is the best way to knit when you can do it. And since I was knitting it top down, it's a win-win situation. So I'm very, very happy with it. It should be finished in the next day or two. The sleeves won't take a long time. Yay. So I'm very happy with it, <laughs> yes. The second thing that I'm officially knitting, although obviously I haven't touched it in a few days, is still my Stillette tunic by Vera Valamaki. Love the sweater, love the alpaca yarn I'm using. I think I just needed an antidote to the thin, very fine lace weight yarn that I was using for that, and I found that in my chunky sweater. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. So Gail, what are you knitting? Okay, my two top works in progress because I have more than two right now, which I don't usually. Last podcast, I mentioned that I wanted to cast on the Laika um, sweater by Yasolda Teague, which I did that very night. And as of this morning, two weeks later, the body is almost finished. I have uh, approximately 10 rows left of the body to go. And I love it. I am using a fingering weight yarn, so I'm looking forward to changing up some yarn for some different projects. So that's the top work in progress. Second is actually a category again. Last podcast, I mentioned that I was stalking hat patterns. Well, that resulted in a lot of hat finished objects over the last two weeks. I've had some unexpected knitting time on my hands, which means I'm knitting more than I typically do. And I have finished five hats. Oh, my yeah, that's five. Five hats in the last two weeks, and they were all knit with leftover bits of yarn that I had from other knitting projects. So yeah, it felt really good to burn through some of, you know, you just have like a quarter ball Gotta sitting around or half a ball. Balls. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the patterns I finished is called From Norway with Love. It's by Anna and Heidi Pickles, and it's a free pattern on Ravelry. It's stranded color work. So I have a gray main color, and then I have bright blue hearts. And if you check out the pattern, you'll see it's just a very cute hat, and I knit it in a children's size. Burned up two projects worth of leftover yarn. I also knit two baby berry hats, and that's a pattern by Michelle Sabatier, if I pronounced that correctly. Another free pattern. Used up three different projects worth of leftover yarn with those two little hats. And also, I knit the Who Owl hat, just like um, Charlene did. 
That's by Sarah Amoroso, another free pattern on Ravelry, which is a fantastic stash buster because it knit up so quickly. And the last hat I finished is the Cabled Teddy Hat. That's by Marinda Larisse. That's actually a four-purchase pattern, but it was only $1.99, which seems reasonable so for a pattern. Cute. It's adorable. It's cabled all around, and it has little bear ears on the top. <laughs> so, again, using up stash so yarn, cute. loving burning through my stash. And these are all going to go into our um, 2012 charity donations, which Charlene, my daughter, Josie, and I all do for our end-of-the-year donations. So and that feels really good. I love the way the little... Bear hat is written for all the way through to adult sizes, even it, though it has little bear ears on it. <laughs> I should actually mention, thank you for reminding me, almost every one of the hats I just mentioned, they do come in sizes starting from preemie all the way up to adult. Almost all of them okay. have that wide of a range, which is very spectacular for a hat pattern. You yeah, know, usually it's it one is. size. It is. Well, it, and even the, the bear hat, it, it would be a beautiful hat even without the ears. The ears, exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. the ears are knit separately they and are. sewn on. Correct. Yes. Okay. Um, they're a little bit fidgety knitting. Yeah. So other than that, um, the hat was very simple to do. Yeah. Um, the other one I cast on last night was the Aviatrix hat which is another free pattern on Ravelry and, again, using up stash yarn. And that also, it's written for DK, sport, and worsted weight, preemie through adult sizes. Free pattern. So talk about, you know, if you need a stash-burning project, that's a pretty good one to check out. It's really cute, too. Short rows involved in that. So if you like short rows or want (laughs) to learn a new technique, that's a good one. So that's what I'm currently working on, the top two. So now, what have we finished since our last podcast? What have we finished? Well, as I've already mentioned, I knit up an owl's hat, and I was using the same pattern that Gail mentioned, the free pattern by Sarah Amoroso. Um, It's actually called the Who hat, I believe. And then I took the same owl, which is the same owl used in the owl's sweater. So I don't know where the... It's actually Chart a cable from. pattern. Yeah. I recently purchased the um, 250 cable pattern book. Oh. I apologize. I don't know who the author is. Erica Knight is the oh, author, okay. actually. And the owl is in there. Yeah, it's oh, one okay. of the yeah, 250 yeah, in there. because I figured it must have come from somewhere. Yeah, great resource, too. That book yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Um, and I did use that same little owl chart for a cup cozy for the coffee cup that I carry around. Another hat that I finished is called the Nantes hat. And I say that with a question mark because I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. But we'll just say that it's called the Nantes hat by Amanda Schusger from the Winter 2011 Interweave Knits. And for that, I just used some leftover Cascade 220. It was kind of a stash-busting project for me. I really like the look of the hat. Wasn't sure I would like the look of the hat on me, so I knew that if I just used leftover yarn, I would find somebody to wear it. And as it turns out, the hat as written is just too tall for me. And I did notice in the picture that the model has the hat pulled down way low on her forehead, almost to her eyebrows. And maybe I just don't typically wear my hats like that, But the hat just turned out too tall for me, and it's not wide enough to wear as a beret. It's not designed as a beret anyway. From the look on the model, it's designed as a tight, 
fitting, close wearing hat. Like a beanie? More like a beanie, yeah. So I think I since I still really like it and I really enjoyed knitting it, I think what I'm going to do is pick out another yarn, probably another stash busting yarn, and make another one for myself, but only do half to three quarters of the chart. Because the way that it's written, you go through the pattern and then you do a little bit more of the pattern and then you add on this topper. And I think if I leave off that topper and maybe the little section, maybe just go through the main pattern of the chart, it will fit me better. It's just an idea. <laughs> and Charlene has very curly hair, so I find that for me, I have more wavy, frizzy hair. That the, the shape of the hat has a lot to do with how you like it over your hair and how you yeah. like your hair when you remove the hat. Yeah, and as, like you mentioned, I do have really curly hair and... I have to, I'm learning how to deal with hats a little bit better. I'm, I'm kind of not as particular about my hat wearing as I used to be because I really want to wear hats. So <laughs> I'm the same way lately. <laughs> it's just cold and hats keep you warm. Mm -hmm. So so those are the things I've been knitting. How about you? Or I, I have finished, finished, I should right. say. <laughs> so my list of, list of FOs for the last two mm -hmm. weeks my Zephyr sweater I finished, and I love that sweater. Yay. It is so warm. It's knit in Madeline Tosh Erin, E-R-I-N, yarn, and it is an Erin weight yarn, A-R-A-N weight, <laughs> <laughs> and it is just so soft and squishy and warm. It's an open cardigan. I need to find toggles. I guess I can't count it as an FO yet because I don't oh. have the toggles on. That's simply because <laughs> I can't find it. But you've been wearing it. it. <laughs> I have been wearing it. In fact, I haven't blocked it yet either because I haven't taken it off long oh, enough that's right. to you actually block it. Yeah, I just, I don't care because every time I want something warm, which for me is starting about one o'clock in the afternoon yeah. until I go to bed, I have my Zephyr sweater on. So I love it. I'm very pleased. It was the contiguous method. I was going to say, mention right? the sleeve method. Yeah, the construction. As I mentioned earlier, Charlene and I typically tend towards raglan shaping. So as you're knitting something typically from the top down, you do your increases in a raglan um, structure so that it's growing at the shoulders. Well, the contiguous method is a variation of that. So instead of getting the diagonal stripes from the yoke or your neckline down towards your shoulders, it results in a set-in sleeve look, but it's all knit in the round. So I found I was intimidated by the, the you know, the what would you call it? Not a style, the um, process. What is the word I'm looking for? The instructions? For? No, or... the... The, uh, method. the method. There we go. Sorry. <laughs> I was in intimidated by the method at first, but the pattern is so well written that it was very oh, simple good. to follow. I, I was going to ask you. Yeah. Um, as I was trying it on, I was worried that I was ending up with something that had a very shoulder paddy look, you know, like I had very bulky shoulder pads under the my word, sweater. We, we both mentioned the word military. Yes. In, at, as again, as I was trying it on, yeah. when it was finished with the sleeves, full, I, it's a long sleeve sweater. It doesn't look nearly as military. And I know that when I no. finally take it off long enough to block it, it will loosen that effect <laughs> a little bit, but I, I don't want it to grow too much. So I'm not yeah. in a hurry to block it anyway. Yeah. Well, I think the weight of the sleeve pulls that must yeah. smooth it a little bit. And then you know how things are always a little misshapen when you're working on mm -hmm. them. But yeah, the finished sweater is, I love it. And I think 
you would probably correct me if I'm wrong. Every time I finish a sweater, I say, it's my favorite sweater ever. <laughs> I, I think we both do that. <laughs> this one in particular, I really just adore it, especially because it has been colder here in Santa Cruz. So having a warmer, thicker wool sweater yeah. to put on at the drop of a hat is just yeah. perfect. Absolutely. So that's my big finished object for the last two weeks. And I mentioned in our last segment all of the hats that I have finished. So long list of hats that each one of them was a fun knit. Each one of them was fairly quick, if not lightning fast. And most of them were free patterns with lots of size variations and some of them even different weight yarn variations. <laughs> so if you're in a hat mood, in a stash busting mood, check out some of those patterns. They're really great. So the other thing that I have been doing this week, it's not quite finished, but it's on its way to being finished, is I have been ripping out an old sweater. I have been knitting, I want to say about 10 years, close to 10 years. And when you prefer to knit sweaters, your closet becomes full pretty fast. I agree. And I feel like I have reached what I call maximum sweater density. I guess that would be MSD, not not to be confused with MSG, but you know how knitters love their little shorthand. Yes. All of our acronyms. Um, acronyms, that's the word, yes. So I have reached maximum sweater density in my closet, and I have been gifting some sweaters, but this particular yarn is one that I'm really fond of. It's a yarn from Rowan called Calmer. Oh, very nice yarn. And it's very nice yarn. It feels good. And I have actually heard that they are going to discontinue this yarn. I'm a little disappointed about that. But I, for me, part of the reason why I never used it more often than I did was the color palette wasn't my favorite. I think I've made two sweaters out of Rowan Calmer, and I love them both, but there were not many colors that I would choose to wear. And didn't they tend towards pastel colors? They did. Yeah, so it, did. it was almost like yeah. it was intended for baby knits. Perhaps, I don't know, but it's it's a really nice, soft, stretchy yarn, and I really like it. So I have an old sweater that's called Red Hot by Kim Hargreaves. It's from, oh, I didn't look up it's from an old Rowan magazine, over five years old. I don't, I don't remember the publication date. But there's nothing wrong with the sweater. It's just not anything that I wear anymore. And the color is really nice. It's a maroon color. So I have been t ripping out the sweater. It was knit in pieces, so it's not as easy as ripping out a sweater that was in one piece. But it's well worth it, I think, for the yarn. So. so teach us a little bit about what maybe the the steps to ripping out a sweater where you <laughs> seamed things. So there's a lot of seaming to be undone. And then what you do to reuse the yarn because you can't use it in its kinked, already been knit state, right? Yeah, well, let's see. Other sweaters that I've ripped out, I have ska not skeined the yarn. I put the yarn into hanks and then washed it I should say soaked it soaked it and then hung it out to dry in the hank and I'll usually put something lightweight on the bottom of the hank hanging from it usually I, I usually use just a plastic hanger um, no fancy tools required folks and I hang it either in my shower or if it's a warm enough day I'll hang it outside because you do want the yarn to dry relatively quickly you don't want it to become stinky and moldy and 
then once it's dried, then I can skein it up or ball it up and reuse it pretty easily. And I've done it before with a couple of sweaters. I've done it with a cotton. I've done it with a wool. And this yarn is has part polyester content, so I haven't figured out exactly how I'm going to deal with it. It's actually not as kinky as the wool yarn oh, or the okay. cotton yarn that I pulled out before. In fact, as I've been pulling it out, I've been putting it into balls, and I'm going to use a ball winder and re-ball it and have a look at it and just see how kinky it is. So maybe it won't need to be so yeah, I'm dried. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I'll oh, have to look at it. It's interesting. it's interesting because the yarn itself is so stretchy that you have to be really careful when you're putting it into a ball because you don't want it to stretch out. So that's and why after I finish ripping it out, I'm going to re skein it nicely into looser balls and, and then I'll decide. And that's my next question. If it's a yarn that could lose its shape because it's stretchy, how do you ensure that when you knit your next sweater with it or whatever you're going to knit, that it maintains its shape? Is there any (laughs) technique to use? So that's a good question. How am I going to maintain the yarn and make sure that it doesn't get stretched out because it, the Rowan Calmer is by nature a stretchy yarn. And as I mentioned before, I am going to rewind it loosely and I may soak it just for that reason. So that it will to, kind of rebound yeah, into its original yeah, just, pre-stretched just, shape. Just in the thought that it might. I think that as long as I don't stretch it when I do the final winding, it'll be okay. Wow. So do you have any plans for what you're going to knit with the repurposed I yarn? Don't. Oh. I don't. I was looking at the pattern trying to figure out exactly how much I had. And I didn't weigh the sweater before I started ripping it, but I'll weigh the balls after I've washed it and dried it and gone through whatever I'm going to go through. And and then I'll see how much yardage I have. That was going to be my next question. How would you determine how many yards of yarn you have? Yeah, just by weight. I'll just put it all on the scale and add it up um, and see what I have. This is one of the reasons that Charlene is one of my knitting heroes is because she actually will go through the pain of ripping out a sweater that she's worn many times and will repurpose the yarn. I am much more the type of person who will say, I loved this sweater. Mom, do you need a new sweater? Or we'll try to give it to someone else you know, that I well, admire. Like I said, I don't do it all the time. I'm not fanatical about it. But you're willing to do it. But I'm willing to do it for a particular yarn that I really like. A color that I really like. There was one sweater, the cotton sweater, that I knit. And I've, I've knit that yarn twice now. I, I, I'm i almost doing it because this yarn just amazes me. Because it com- seems to be completely indestructible. I've thrown <laughs> it in the washing machine. I've thrown it in the dryer. It's on its second sweater right now. And I... Don't know what I could do to damage it. <laughs> That's <laughs> it seems, a good thing. Yeah. That's what you should knit children's clothing with. Yeah. Indestructible yarn. Yeah, the yarn that cannot that be way. killed. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good to hear that you're repurposing things. The only sweater I've ever ripped from its finished state back to balls 
was that very first sweater I ever knit. Yeah, it was Malabrigo <laughs> worsted yarn. I knit an entire sweater. I put it on and it looked like a tent. It was so, so, so big. And I asked every single person who would look at me wearing the sweater if they had any idea how I could tailor it to make it fit. And we finally, with Charlene's help, just determined you're going to have to suck it up and rip it out. So I did, and I knit another sweater in it. She did. Yeah. She did. And, you know, I I think that as beginning knitters, we all tend to do that. We all tend to make sweaters that are too big. I'm sure there are people out there that have made sweaters that are too small, but I think it's a really common issue that women think they're bigger than they are and they knit a sweater that's too big and if it's your first experience making clothes then which it was yeah then it's it's all trial and error it's all good and that was a seamed sweater too which I tend to shy away from now I don't know if it's as a result of that particular sweater but (laughs) I also find that I like I find that raglan shape is more flattering to my shape I like the way they look on myself as well so it tends to be what I look for yeah Okay, so what we'd like to do to close up today's episode is suggest or discuss our goals for this podcast also include a regular discussion of either a pattern that Charlene and I have both knit where we can discuss the different modifications we may have made, the different yarns we may have used, um, different um, techniques we may have learned from the pattern, basically the highlights of the pattern itself and or the same yarns. If we've knit projects with the Mm -hmm. same yarn, what we found we liked, didn't like about the yarn, so on and so forth. So in the hopes of discussing patterns and yarns that you want to hear about, we're going to create a group on Ravelry called the Yarniacs or something like that. Yeah, it'll have something to do with (laughs) Yarniacs. And I'm going to put a poll in the thread that lists all of the many, many, many projects that Charlene and I have both knit. Strangely, we tend to like the same patterns. Maybe that's not strange because, you know, we like so many other things the same too. But we've knit many, many, many projects. We've both knit them, sometimes in the same yarn, sometimes not. So I'll put a poll out there and ask you to rate you know, the top three or top five things you'd like us to hear about or like us to talk about so you can hear about them. That will be um, coming up soon, so please do just take a minute or two to go check that out, put in your vote, and we will go from there. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. That wraps up episode number two, and we look forward to many more. Yes, we do. We will chat with you soon. Thanks. Bye.